Welcome to Getting Made with Stephanie J. Getting Made with Stephanie J is a podcast for women who are on the edge of change, who need a little inspiration, information, and motivation to push them past what's holding them back and take them into the life that they really want to live. This podcast was created because I was that woman. I was that woman who was on the edge of wanting to be a better version of myself, but had so many blocks, so many things that stopped me, and I was so caught up in those things, I couldn't move forward. So I created this podcast and Your Sweetest Life, my website, for women to be able to have the resources to move past those challenges. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. If you find it motivating, inspiring, or informational, please, please share it and write a review um, and also give it a five-star review. Give it a five-star review, write a review, because what that does is that allows the podcast to be seen and heard by more women. So please enjoy this episode and as always, keep reaching for your sweetest life. about that guys. <laughs> I left my mug upstairs that I wanted to share with you, but I didn't wear my Caffeine Queen shirt. Hey Ashley, welcome to Sweet Life Cafe. Grab your drink, grab your beverage of choice, and we'll be sitting and talking to Miss Lindsay from Training Lindsay. I gotta catch my breath. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna let the introducing play out. 
Let's switch my mugs real quick. This is one of my favorite mugs. I know this is probably backwards because I did not wake up like this. I didn't wake up like this. I woke up even more naturally beautiful. Well, welcome to Sweet Life Cafe. If this is your first time here, I am your host, Stephanie J. I'm pouring my beverage of choice. Welcome to the Sweet Life of Stephanie J. Um, and you will find here women who are, first of all, I teach and give classes and we talk about helping women find their sweetest life and build their sweetest life. I give resources, information. I have a podcast where I provide motivation and information and all this so that we as women can live our sweetest life. And what I do right here in the cafe is I bring women on who are building their sweetest life. They're doing the doggone thing. They're building their life. They're living a life they love. And so I bring them here so you can hear more about their life so you can want to encourage you to build your sweetest life. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a quick sip. And while I'm doing that, I'm gonna go ahead and bring Lindsay in. And there she is. And yep, she's coming in. And let's tell Lindsay tell you about who she is. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. Remember the last time we did this, we were able to be together in in the same room right in the together. same room <laughs> i mean this is almost as good because you know we don't know people and when i'm live normally nearly as good I don't see anybody else they just see me so i know but it's not nearly as good as being in the same room with you well lindsay tell the people who you are and what you do okay well hello everybody i'm lindsay morrison i got live kind of close to Stephanie. We live in the same general area of the world yeah. um, to where we can normally be in the same room minus this whole craziness in life. But I am a small business owner. I'm a nurse by trade. I'm a new mama. I'm an orange theory coach. I'm a wife. I'm a marathon runner. Kind of a Jill of all trades. Um, yes. A little bit of everything. Uh, I'm an Enneagram three, if that tells you anything obviously the achiever is uh definitely two three right here yes yes <laughs> three wing two um you know the caring part the, the achievement part and the caring part the three wings yep. two. i can definitely that is, see that in you too and I, that I is totally me no i was not surprised when i did my enneagram i'm like yep that yeah, is me totally well, i'm excited to be here i'm in my new space and so i'm trying to get i'm used to being like in my my bedroom corner which has been my office for years and now i have like my own multi-purpose room office area. So <laughs> I'm down here in my office too, which I don't like ever actually well, use my you know, office. You know, I was but. inspired by yours so uh, oh. for years and that was my ultimate plan, but then that didn't work out, but this is working much better. That's okay. That's okay. So you have, okay, so me and Lindsay talked, it was, I guess it was in tw last year. I feel like it was, I feel like it was in 20, I think it was a year, maybe it was the year before. I, feel like I think it was, it was two years. I think I it was two years. I think yeah. it absolutely was two years. And when we, yeah, because we were going to Savannah, so it would have been two yeah. years. Um, and when we talked then, it was a totally different life. Like yes. you were living a totally different life. Um, you were working with an, an MLM and you had your own boutique, but things kind of changed since then. What, yeah. what has happened like with, so the boutique, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, you went yeah. from working with a company to doing your own thing, which I love in this mug, actually. And I was going to put on my t-shirt and I had my other shirt and I was like, that's okay. So I got the tie-dye on. 
tie-dye is everything right now. Um, yeah, so I, a lot of people have probably heard of LuLaRoe. Um, last time you were here, I was I was doing the LuLaRoe thing. I was one of the first consultants in Ohio. I was, you know, I was all into it. I left my nursing job to do it full-time, and I know a lot of people have a lot of hate against MLMs, network marketing, that whole business, um, but I really took it as a full-time gig, and it really was for me. My whole basement of my house is a boutique, like this, this whole thing, so... I did that for almost four years and kind of that last probably nine months to a year, um, we were like, okay, you know, where, where is this headed? There's a lot of people leaving. It was hard to get inventory. And when you have one supplier for inventory and it's your full-time job, like that makes things kind of rough. So we, uh, we started looking at the, at the possibility of branching out, doing my own thing. I had a couple friends that had left LuLaRoe to do that, and they said, hey, why don't you come to market with us? So there are big apparel marts uh, in Atlanta, in Dallas, in Vegas, and obviously you could go to LA to the fashion district and see all the vendors. They bring in all their stuff. You can touch it, see it, feel it. And I would like, once I walked into this 15-story place full of anything and, any, and anything and everything that I could want, I was like, I can pick from all of this and I get to pick it. Like yeah. that was the thing. I love LuLaRoe, I love the, the surprise of opening the box, but I just, I had a really hard time getting inventory and getting new things. And I was either like, okay, I either need, to, this either has to work or I got to figure out a different, a different route. So decided to go a different route just to, uh, once I, my eyes kind of got open to what all was out there, which is a lot of stuff in the wholesale <laughs> world and decided I would rather just pick my own stuff and set my own prices and, and do my own thing. So that kind of led me to doing that. So March was a year since I left. So just a little bit oh Yeah, doing my well, own. Well, I was shocked when you, I mean, cause Lindsay yeah. was, I was in LuLaRoe and Lindsay was my leadership in LuLaRoe. Yeah. And so I left cause it was like, it, it was, it was hard work and it, it was very, very time consuming. Um, as far as doing pop-ups and I just didn't have time for my mother being sick or anything like that. And, um, uh, everybody, no, it definitely, nice. it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And I, and I love meeting women. I love that part of it. So that's how this is transitioned right. out. Um, but when you left and I was like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? But when I saw your shop open, I thought that was the best thing. How did you get through? So I know there were changes. Oh, it was a very quick transition too. So uh, starting 2019 in January, I found out I was pregnant. And in March, I decided to leave and start my own thing. So I was like, first trimester pregnant, flying to Atlanta, figuring out what I was going to do. I also had started training and working at Orange Theory in February. So yeah. found out I was pregnant in January, started working at Orange Theory in February as a coach. And in March, flipped over and started doing my own thing. So like, I literally had, you know, kind of a blowout sale, got rid of all, most of my inventory. I still had like a thousand pieces left that I ended up donating to um, Matthew 25 Ministries, because I know that if anything, I'd rather go to a good, good, good cause. So did what we could. And then they actually came and picked it up. So I literally just backed it all oh, up. Nice. We didn't have to box any of it. Yeah. Take it anywhere. They came and got it. They sent one poor guy, though. One poor guy to haul out like a thousand pieces. I felt so bad for him. And he had this big truck and didn't want to park on our new concrete of our house. And so he was dragging it. And I was too, I was pregnant and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't really help you. And it was all down oh here in the basement. And he hauled it upstairs down the drive. <laughs> I felt so bad. But yeah, I flipped over within like the course of a week. I had, I was getting my inventory. You did? And no, you totally did. Cause I was like, yeah. Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> Yeah, it 
wasn't it wasn't the plan when I started the year, but when in February when I went to Atlanta and I saw what was out there, I was like, yeah, this has to happen. So like the decision was made, the new inventory was bought, the announcement to leave and to stop buying from them happened and switched over to my own thing. So I was I was nervous and hesitant and was the first thing you've got to do is apply for a business license. And I was like, what am I going to call this thing? Like, I was like, uh, you know, I wanted it to be a giving back, like charitable, you know, we get, we give back a dollar for every item to a charity. Oh, and, that, okay. and that was important. I don't to think us. I knew that. Yes. A dollar from every single thing we sell goes back to the Huntington's disease youth organization. And so I was like, you know, the word Sisu is, um, I, I heard that at an event I was at, I was probably 13 and somebody was talking about Sisu and, it, and it's a Finnish word. Um, it doesn't really have an English translation, but Wikipedia is obviously the best source. So it's a concept. It's kind of like stoic determination, tenacity, grit, bravery, resilience. And I was like, this word has always stuck with me. It kind of felt like with my dad being sick and all of that growing up, taking care of him and my mom both, like this word was me. And so I was like, the Sisu shop, like that kind of has a ring to it. And I looked, all the social media was available, like the website, the Instagram handle, the whole thing. And I was like, all right, this is it. And that's the first decision. So right there, I went to my first day at market in Atlanta with my friend and saw all the stuff. And I was like, I'm in like, this is it. And we went to, we went to dinner where what's the place with the fondue melting pot. We went to melting mm -hmm. pot and uh, I was like, okay, got to pick a name. And so I was sitting there in Atlanta in the melting pot and decided the name and looked it up. And I texted Kyle. I said, we're doing this. Like, this is it. I'm done. I'm, wow. I'm, I got to do my own thing. So yeah, so it, it, it switched very quickly. <laughs> no, very, no, very quickly. And on top of that, having a baby on the way and yes. starting Orange Theory, which was completely new. So has the business been able to, how have you weathered through COVID with oh. distributors and how? Yeah, I, I was freaking out <laughs> because the the most of the garments in the United States flow through the LA fashion district, whether they're produced in the United States or overseas, it doesn't, I mean, everything mostly clothing wise in this country, vendors are there. And so when LA got put at the stay at home shelter in place before much of the rest of the country, we're like, where are we going to get inventory? What is going to happen? Like literally they shut off electric and water to some of these places that weren't complying. And we're like, okay in the fashion uh, district yeah oh and, wow yeah, in the city of la if, if some places that were trying to stay open they were like nope everybody so some of the vendors like stayed in house like in their warehouses a couple people kept things running but then you know they figured out who was open and it was very few people so then everybody was ordering in the big boutique world from the same places so you know orders were so delayed and they still are with covid stuff but yeah so we were like all right mm -hmm. we got to pivot what do people need and i think that in business in general like our job is to serve people my job isn't to sell you a shirt my job is to serve you and make you feel good and say what do you need and how can i fill that like that's kind yeah. of how i've always looked at this no matter what label was on the tag of the clothes i sold um, how can I serve people? So we're like, all right. So I spent like two weeks flipping out and it showed, I, I didn't put effort in. I wasn't posting and showing up for my people as much like, and it reflected it in my numbers. And I said, okay, let's put your big girl pants on. Like, this is your job. You got to show up for people. How can we show up for people? So we started looking at everybody's working from home. Everybody's kids are home. People are scared to leave their houses. They need groceries. They need stuff. What do they need? 
or watching Netflix and needs snacks. That was the first thing that we thought of. So yeah. I found some new suppliers um, in, a, in a kind of a, instead of a clothing wholesale market, I found some other wholesale marketplaces. So we sold fudge and kids activities and candy and loungewear. We found some loungewear, you know, some clothing, but it was mostly stuff, tangibles, mm -hmm. uh, disposable goods. Can't, you know, I mean, like a lot of people aren't going to get to go on their normal vacation this year and people go yeah. to the beaches and they go to the shore and what do they want? Saltwater taffy and fudge, right? Like they yeah. go into all these cute shops. I found that and I brought that to people in my shop. So uh, luckily stuff like that exists. I brought pretzels and candy. I mean, just all kinds of uh, puzzles for kids. Um, I found, you know, and, and just all kinds of stuff, purses and backpacks and, and blankets and just cozy stuff that people oh, yeah. get to get through this. Right. Cause so, and also for me to keep showing up, like right. everybody was so, and still is so sick of watching the news. It's so sad and depressed. So, so showing up on Facebook live, showing up on Instagram at, and giving people a distraction was welcomed. And I actually, you know, I'm live every week on Monday night in my shop. My viewership was actually the highest it had ever been. Um, you know, people, people were, you know, had lost jobs and, and things, but I, I, again, you gotta look at your ideal client base and, and my ideal client base and a lot of people that shop with me were not the people that necessarily lost jobs. So I was afraid of that. I was afraid to put that out there, but when you think about it, those weren't the people I was serving anyways. So not that I didn't feel bad for those people or weren't thinking of those people, but those just weren't the people that were shopping with me. So luckily I was kind of able to pivot and just really think back to my core values of how can I serve people and figure out a way to do it. And it luckily got us through the last couple of months. So that's awesome. And that, you know what, and that's such a good point because I think um, I didn't, you know, personally wasn't affected as much because and my job is an essential job. So, you know, I, I did not have any job issues. And as far as my business, like trying to encourage people and give them resources, it was a little challenge because I know everybody was like struggling with the tangible things, mm -hmm. um, you know, with those things. So the fact that you could pivot and change from one focus to another is genius and to give people what they needed. And yeah. I love what you say about business, about giving, we're there to serve. And that's exactly when God gave us gifts, like he gave you gifts of being a businesswoman and, you know, being passionate about so many things and being motivated and being driven, but you use that to serve. Um, and that's, that's exactly why, that's what most people need to hear because people go into businesses and they do it for money and not service. Yeah. Which and, pays the bills, right? I guess, but but you can't have one without the other. I don't think, right. I really don't think. So I also was able to kind of show up in other ways. So um, Orange Theory was doing these at-home workouts on YouTube. So every day, Monday through Friday, I got on Zoom. I shared the link with anybody that wanted to join me. Said, hey, do you need to move your body? Do your kids need to get some wiggles out? I'm gonna push play on this video and I'm gonna do it. You can do it with me if you want to from the comfort of your home. You can turn the camera off if you want, I don't care. But if you need to move or your kids need some energy out, come join me and hang out Monday through Friday. So yeah, um, you did a great job with that. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, well, you were always doing it during the day so I could never catch you because I was working. <laughs> right, right. But I did catch like afterwards and I'd be like, oh, she's like back on there. Good, good. That's really good. But I love that Orange Theory even did, you know, even did yeah. that. Yeah, they, they had to pivot too. They had to pivot too. Yeah.
Yeah, a lot of businesses had to had to pivot. And this I think it's so funny because like with Zoom, like, you know, many of us have been using Zoom for years who have been like in the small business industry and, you know, you've been doing Zoom calls and stuff like that. And now like, you know, businesses like where I work at Children's Hospital, a huge place, that's that's our, you know, means of communicating along with other means of communication we never thought about. So like the, the pivot happened throughout the country, but I love that you took that, you turned that around. And I know it was, it had been challenging those two weeks of like, how long is this going to last? Yeah, it was scary. And like, I was, you know, I had my moments where I had a couple of days where I was up all night. It seemed like I was nervous. I was like, should we sell our house, you know, and move into a smaller place and take the equity and, and move back closer to home? Should I start looking for a nursing job? Should I take a travel assignment somewhere? You know, how, how are we going to make this work? And, and I just said, and luckily my husband's very level-headed. Kyle is so <laughs> calm and chill yeah, and talks me off the ledge. He's like, no, he's like, you have the opportunity. You have all of this stuff right in front of you. Daycare would, trying to find daycare for the first time in the middle of a pandemic would have been. Um, no, that wouldn't have even happened. Like, <laughs> no, like this isn't feasible. This isn't the way to go. Like chill out. It's fine. Like we're going to, we'll be fine. We just have to, we just have to get back to work. Just get back downstairs and get back to work. And so that was exactly what, what I did. And luckily I didn't spend too much downtime and lose all the momentum of my business. But, yeah. um, no, that's not like you anyway. So I wouldn't even that that wouldn't even be a thought. No, I, I couldn't even see that happening. <laughs> you wouldn't let that happen at all. Hey, Marianne, twelve twelve. Mary Ann, <laughs> love her. I miss her. <laughs> so Orange Theory, you jumped that in there real quick. Uh, I was yeah. like so impressed when you came out and you're like, I got my certification, and then you're Orange Theory. You were already in there like you were already like yeah. addicted to orange theory i personally don't like anybody like telling me what to do because i don't like the i mean i want to compete and i'm too competitive and when i get to yeah. orange theory i'm always next to the girl who's like 25 years old who's been running for months and she's like all in you know and i'm like trying to keep up with her and i just can't i can't put myself out there like that because i don't want to do that 50, i don't want to do that 53 year old slower run with no i want to be you when i <laughs> I want to be you at 53. If I can do half of what you do at 53, I'll be excited about it. I'm just Oh, I'm, look, I'm trying to keep up with you young girls. So <laughs> that's why I can't go to Orange Theory because I'm too doggone competitive and I'm going to end up injuring myself. But can you tell them a little bit about like your weight loss journey and then how you ended up from where you were to an Orange Theory coach? Yeah, so the last time we talked, I was just an Orange Theory addict. Um, I know. Product of the product. <laughs> I was going five days a week, Monday through Friday, 8.15 a.m. was my jam. I had, I got on the same treadmill every day. I took the same class with the same people every day, and I just loved it. Once I walked away from the bedside nursing and I had my day to do with as I want, I would get up at 7, have my coffee, go to Orange Theory, get more coffee, come home and start working. Like, that's just how it was. And I've taken almost a 1,000 classes now. And last year, I, you know, I was like, man – I just love this so much and I'm so passionate about it. Like I would love to be a coach because I would love to do for somebody else what the coaches at Orange Theory had done for me, what Dorsey and Mandy and all these wonderful mm -hmm. coaches that have positively influenced my life and cheered me on and saw me at almost 300 pounds the day I started. Dorsey, class one, day one. Amazing. Love that guy. And telling me he could do it, telling me I could do it before I believed I could do it. 
and going through the whole process. And I, Dorsey, I'd lost 80 pounds. Dorsey, I lost 90 pounds. Dorsey, I hit that 100-pound wow. down mark. And he was with me every step of the way. And now he, he's a teammate. Now we're, now we're coworkers. So I decided to pursue getting my certification. I, you know, you can do it online. It, it kind of a self-study and then take the exam. And for a lot of people, the anatomy and stuff is the hard part. Like the working out is the easy part for them. For me, <laughs> I'm a nurse. Like I got the anatomy part. Yeah. It was the as a nurse <laughs> programming, you know, that kind of stuff is part of the exam. So I took the whole like five to six months. I got certified through NASM, the national Academy of sports medicine. And cause NASM and ACE are two of the high, higher ranked certifications and uh, orange theory only accepts five of them now. And those two, those two are two of the, uh, the ones they accept. So luckily I, I got in with NASM and I took my exam and I passed it in December. And then January, I found out I was pregnant. In February, they were opening a new studio. So I had applied <laughs> to be a coach. And I told them right when I was like auditioning, you have to audition on the mic to be a coach. And I said, hey, like we haven't really told anybody yet. And it doesn't change my plans at all. But like, I'm pregnant. And for any of those watching now, I'm not now. This is the story. I'm not pregnant <laughs> This is now. the past, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was 2019. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, no, it's fine. Like, coaches get pregnant it happens and they're like as long as you're good and I said yeah my goal is to coach the 36 weeks so that would get us to August and we opened in the beginning of March so I made it I coached to 35 weeks and six days like literally Monday of the next week was week 36 and I didn't coach again until Tuesday so I made it to 36 weeks and uh kept taking class and 37 weeks and three days I got I had terrible varicose veins when I was pregnant terrible. I remember that and I oh got blood gosh. clots I got two blood clots in these stupid veins and I had to stop running but I wrote my peloton the rest of the way so oh i remember seeing you in your bedroom like 38 39 weeks riding a peloton i was like look at this girl <laughs> i was like the stronger i am the easier this is gonna be i know it like just keep moving and plus at that point i wasn't working i wasn't you know i couldn't really try on a lot of my clothes to like sell stuff or go live or model it because i was super pregnant and and so I was just sitting at home. It was the dead heat of summer. Oh, yeah. I, let me just clarify something. Your super pregnant was like a normal person's five months. Let, <laughs> let's just clarify that, that, that super. I'm like looking at her like, that's how I looked at like five months. Like, <laughs> let's just like full term about well, to deliver. And <laughs> the next time around, I'm sure won't be like that. Because they say the first one's easy. Once you've done it once, it's just like, oh, boom, you're pregnant. Everything like, stretches right back yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So I don't expect the next time to be as easy, but. Yes, the day she, the day she was born, I ended up being induced, and I knew I was I hadn't really I hadn't told anybody yet because everyone was on. We called her Meatball at the time. Meatball Watch was on, and I was mm -hmm. almost forty. I was forty five, forty weeks and five days, and I went in to be induced, and I took a forty five minute ride that day because I knew I wasn't gonna be on my bike for who knows how long, and I was like, I gotta move. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm crazy, and it's not because I don't I don't think I have like. I don't think I'm over the top with exercise. It's just a, such a part of my day and my life now mm -hmm. that I just needed, I was I about to the most stressful thing in my life, <laughs> right? Like I didn't know how it was going to go. I was stressed out and I was like, what I can control, control the controllable, right? Yeah. So what I can control is this 45 minutes, just me and this bike, and then we'll get through the rest of this day. So that's what we did. You know, one thing I really loved that you did, and I don't think you did this more after pregnancy and during, you shared all of your body, your no, I don't know if you shared all of them, but you shared a lot of your body issues. And even afterwards, like your recovery, like you shared all that. And I thought that's awesome because like, you know, we all have those body image things where it's like, if, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to show you my varicose veins. And if you can't yeah. handle it, 
turn around. But the fact that you share that, because there was probably somebody else who was going yeah. through, has gone through that same thing and didn't feel as okay to share it. But like, okay, Lindsay's sharing it. It's I'm not like ugly gross. Right. Like I, I looked high and low to find, I mean, I, I heard about it, right? Like I knew from nursing school, like it happens, like your blood volume <laughs> is so much higher. Like I know it happens, but I didn't see anybody else sharing that part of, you know, people talking about how big they got or how swollen their feet were or whatever, all the things that happened. But that's, that was my reality. And I was like, Oh, this is rough. Like the, I, I looked like I had roadmaps on my legs. Like this is wild. But then I found somebody else on Instagram and she's a big CrossFitter and she mm. actually had her daughter the week before I had Rory and she had, it was her third baby and through three and four years is, you know, she had them kind of back wow. to back. She had very, terrible varicose veins like just like I did and I was like oh my gosh finally somebody else that's gone mm -hmm. through this and you know it is more of a vanity thing it was, and I'm and I'm super pale obviously I'm so pale <laughs> so they just stuff right up big blue veins all down my legs and but they mostly went away they haven't all gone away but that's part of it you know we have we all have our our like roadmaps to motherhood <laughs> I already had the stretch marks just from being fat not from being pregnant so. well Those then you had a lot of weight that came down so that's yeah. reasonable and yeah. do you feel like you're back to your normal self as far as like activity and stuff Oh yeah, like I think I'm I, for the most part. I think uh, some core stuff still bothers me, like low core. Even though I really didn't get that big with pregnancy, I feel like mm -hmm. low core. I'm still weak, even though I'm still so active. I still have to modify some stuff. If I'm coaching it or demoing it, and I've just got to do a couple reps of it, it's fine. But if it's me and I'm working out, and I'm like, okay, this is a little too much. I should back off because luckily in the last four years, I've gotten to know my body well enough that I'm like. <laughs> Ooh, that doesn't feel quite right. Like I know yeah. it's nine months and it seems like it should be healed and good, but I think I still need to like work back into some things. So, and that's important for women to know their bodies. Like even like not only like after you've had ch like childbirth, but like when you start doing fitness and you start doing those things where you get like that's the one benefit of one thing losing weight, one thing doing things like that where you're super active because you do get to know your body and you learn like oh that twin doesn't feel right or oh, you know, like my body can handle this much and you learn where to push your body. But that's, even, especially when you have a baby, like yeah. you're really learning your body. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and when you're trying to come back from having a baby, you really learn your body. Yeah, I went a little start <laughs> crazy those first few weeks and I had my like postpartum checkup at like three weeks and some days postpartum. I was like, can I go back? And they're like, do you want to go back? I was like, yes, like I need a reason to number one, get out of my house because I've been in quarantine basically since September, <laughs> since she was born. So I was not getting her sick <laughs> at all. No RSV in my house. And that didn't happen. But I've <laughs> oh, been gosh. See, that's that cardiac ICU nurse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I need a reason to get out of my house. I, I need to run. I need to move myself. And so they were like, mm -hmm. not, if you feel okay, I'm okay with it. So because I was so active the entire time, they were like, go ahead. So I was back that night. <laughs> I was back in class. They were like, take it easy. And I was like, I got this. I just need, I just need this hour. I just need this hour. So, and I was back, you know, within a few weeks and I, I hate like the glorifying of getting back, getting your body back. It's never going to be the same. It's I'm never going to be so the glad same. you said that. So it's like, not and it, it's a journey back no matter how active you were. And mm -hmm. that first day was a wake up call, but it, uh, 
Oh, my sister-in-law just hopped on. Hey, Carrie. Hi, sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and actually, she's the one that ran my first half marathon with me and got me to train and got oh, me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's wild. And she had a little girl who just turned one. So our, our babies are close in age. Oh, we have to see each other. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, it's so important to just, you know, listen to your body. It doesn't have to be a rush back every you're not going to be the same as you were no matter how active you were ahead of time and and just give yourself some grace you're still moving you're still doing a lot more than a lot of people and maybe not for any fault of their own everybody's road back is different right um but yeah just give yourself some grace for sure don't, don't compare yourself to other people no. like really like do not because that's just gonna make you feel bad and it's gonna because i remember when i had my when i came back pretty quick with my first and second but after my third I resolved, like, I'm just going to be a big girl. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to be a big girl, and I'm going to be happy. And I was actually okay with it until I saw photos at the pool. <laughs> but I was like, maybe I should do something and try. Because <laughs> I'd always been active, but I was yeah. like, my the weight didn't come off as quick, and it didn't, and it stayed on. So I wasn't, like, going to stress myself about it. So I had just resolved, like, you know what, if it comes off, it does. If it's not, it, I'm not going to worry about it. But then when I saw this picture, I'm like, maybe I want to try a little harder. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, and I tell people that like, I've kept that weight off since, I mean, that he's 23 almost. Um, so like after having a third, fourth baby, I still, but, but it was, wasn't because I cared about like, but it's just that I like how I feel mm -hmm. when I'm fit, when I can move, when I, I don't feel a breath, when I'm, you know, when I have that energy and exercise does it for me. For sure. That's, just, for that's sure. just me. Um, that's not for everybody, but everybody exercise. But you have to find that thing that fills that for you. Yeah. It, it can be anything. It can be walking. It can be dancing. It can be whatever that it's is okay. for you. As long as you feel good doing it and it and it does good things for you, then go for it. But yeah, I I had gotten you know back to where I was. I got my paces back running like. And then quarantine, and I was, and I was active all quarantine, right? I was still running, and and in April I ran a hundred miles in my neighborhood, doing two mile loops like throughout the wow. month, and I was doing the OTF at home workouts and riding my Peloton, and that first workout back at OTF was still rough. It's just not the same. OTF is not for everybody. <laughs> Don't feel bad if you can't go to OTF. Right. I still will not go to ATF. <laughs> all people keep trying to get me to go back to OTF. No. Uh, I, I ate all it. the banana bread. I gained probably seven or eight pounds in quarantine. I had I was I back a lot where of people I was. did though. I ate all the banana bread, cookies, did. and all of the things. Oh. And so I'm finally Didn't like. Did we talk like, about Oreos? Like I, I was like on an Oreo addiction for like the first two weeks of quarantine. Like we kept Oreos continuously. Like we were out, I'm filling them. I was just, and then I was like, what am I doing? Me too. I and, and and back too. <laughs> like I got that family size double stuff Oreos and that family was for me and myself. And I ate that whole thing. <laughs> I'm not immune. I'm not immune. I've lost weight, but I'm still a, a big girl at heart. And I love to eat. I do. I love sweets yeah. and I just can't have it in the house. Oh my God, so me too. I just stopped buying it. And I finally stopped well, buying it. <laughs> No, and me too, right? That's I'm like, no. And now I can say no, but like I had to like win myself off. Yeah. Speaking of sweet things, oh my gosh, that baby of yours. She's so cute. She's such a good oh, baby. We're she so makes lucky. me so happy. What is it like now? I mean, so you went from doing all the, starting a new business, starting a new career in fitness, then you add a baby to this. <laughs> yeah. How it's are been, you managing that and, and keeping your husband happy and house clean and all those things? 
he is lucky. He is so helpful and so supportive. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be able to do half of the thing, all of these crazy things I do without him. He is definitely, it's definitely a 50 50 household. You know, he helps me with dishes and cooking and cleaning. And look, he's upstairs watching her right now. It's not, you know, he's not babysitting. He's helping take care of his kids. It's very 50 50 in our house. So thank you. Um, Yes. So like I coach on Tuesday nights, Thursday nights and Sundays all morning. And so like Tuesdays and Thursdays are pretty much the only time I get to go to OTF and I take the class before I coach the next two. But that's what works for us. So as long as I'm being there those two days a week and then I work out at home the other days of the week, then I'm good with that. That's how we're set up. Um, he understands that that's important to me and that works out for our schedule and he makes sure he's home for me to be able to do that most days. Some days he gets home late and I can't make it, but that's, you know, nine times out of 10, I can get there and take that class before I coach and, and it's all good. But, um, yeah, it's definitely 50, 50, you know, I'm an exclusive pumping mom, so there's milk here. I can, I can leave when I need to. And luckily I've been able to do that. And so even those early days, those 2 AM feedings, he volunteered for every one of them. Like, he wow. would take that Go one Kyle. and yeah, so we would each get you know, Kyle's always been my buddy. So <laughs> yeah, he's a good, he's a good dude. He really, he really is. I got lucky with him, but it's very 50, 50 and, and without his support, I wouldn't be able to do all these things, but he comes down here and helps me pack orders and he helps me feed the baby and he helps take care of the house, you know, while we were, that is the one thing. I do have a house housekeeper. <laughs> I do have a house cleaner and she was, I didn't have her during the quarantine period. And so we, every other weekend, we took a Saturday and he you would watch her. You know, I didn't feel sorry for you, right? You know, I, I know. <laughs> that is my one thing. I can get so much more done and spend I'm so much more time with Roar. And especially now that I'm back at OTF, pretty much all day on Sundays, I don't want to spend my whole one Saturday where he's home mm -hmm. to cleaning every other week. So she comes, I, I help give somebody else a job and it's yeah. part of my time. I'm I just messing with you. That's okay. I'm just giving That's you a hard job. I, do have, <laughs> I always have. I do have a housekeeper. <laughs> we talked about maybe not her coming back, but like, again, I don't want to give up that time on Saturday with my family when I can help give somebody else a job and, and something like, you know, right. that, and honestly, it's not that much compared to what I would spend on maybe something. I don't know. You know, it's just, I guess, pick your importance. I can, I can sell a couple of things in a day and pay for my housekeeper to come, you know, for that day. And, and it's worth it to me. That's true. To time. So I have well, been on Instagram. That's very true though. How you look at that, like you're helping someone else get a job. So you're helping yeah. someone else make an income and how you put like, well, I can sell a couple of things in a day and that covers that. So it motivates you in your business. Yeah. Yeah. So while she's here, it's not like I'm just sitting and twiddling my thumbs. Like <laughs> I am down here working while she's cleaning my upstairs or she's down here cleaning and, and Rory's napping. So I'm like getting myself together while she's cleaning my shop. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's not like, you know, I'm just sitting and watching her work either. It's, it's just helping me get more things done. And it's just something I really don't like to do. Uh, and I do the, the daily, the daily tidying, but yeah, I don't like cleaning. Well, when my live-in um, housekeepers leave finally, you know, because I still have two left at home, yeah. then I'm, that's going to be my bargaining chip for my husband. Like, I want to help somebody else, babe. Yeah, I got a great one to recommend. She's awesome. So but I just got a, you know, I got a 22 and a 17-year-old here still that are my, that's my cleaning crew. So yeah. I don't so do much cleaning because I have them. There you go. See? Well, that's what my parents always said. That's why we had kids, so that you could take out the trash. And so I didn't have to cook dinner. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
fair. Derwin always gets mad at me. He's like, why are you cleaning that? We, we have them. And I was like, oh, I just wanted to mop the floor. He's like, go tell them to do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fair, but yeah, it's, it's all about teamwork and having the support of him. And, you know, he, he says, hey, on, on Sunday when I've been gone all morning up early to pump and go coach classes and going around, he goes, hey, why don't, why don't you take like sneak in a nap this afternoon? When she does her afternoon nap in your home, why don't you take a nap? Don't get me wrong. He loves a nap too. Don't get me wrong as well. Oh, that's his negotiation. Let's yeah. take a nap. <laughs> yeah. He loves a nap. He'll take a 45 minute nap and be happy. I can't live like that. I need like Oh, no, I can't nap. either. Oh, I, but I that, took a nap yesterday for like the first time in like, oh my God, years. I know. <laughs> I, I and it was, it. that was me in quarantine. Everybody's like, oh, I'm so bored. I want to get out of here. I've watched all the Netflix. I've baked all the cookies. I've done all things. And I was like, I'm busier than ever because I also, my, I haven't had my assistant, my lovely assistant, Ashley has, has stayed home during quarantine and that's totally, and she's not yet comfortable getting back out in the world and that's totally fine. Um, so I've been, you know, a one woman show since March watching oh, a, a now mobile nine month old and going to OTF and was trying to clean the house. And, you know, so at some point I was like, okay, I just, I need my house cleaner back. She's good with coming back. We're okay. She's only coming to our house. So I do have that and that has helped, but teamwork makes the dream work for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, Kyle, he's always such a good guy. And I love seeing Rory. I love seeing you post her. Like, she is just the cutest she's thing so ever. Oh, my God. I love her. Honestly, kids. I was nervous. I was nervous. I didn't know that I wanted, I didn't know that I wanted kids. I was on the fence and I loved our life and we traveled and mm -hmm. I had gone through the weight loss journey. I didn't know how I was going to feel about my body or what it was going to be like. And I had a doctor, um, tell me just from going in for like my well woman exam one year he's like oh your your pelvis is really narrow I don't know if you'll ever be able to have a vaginal birth and the idea that he was automatically writing me off to a c-section I was like oh no oh no no I have to prove this guy wrong which oh, of course <laughs> we don't get a say in that I, you know your bo our bodies do amazing things and uh luckily she was she was six pounds 11 ounces and we did just fine so uh, and luckily our friend, our friend, Ronnie, Ronnie Miller was, uh, she's an OTFer as well. And she was my CRNA who did my blessed epidural. Uh, I was trying to go natural, but it, I love when you posted that though. Um, I was, and I, we, I wasn't even on the list to talk about, but when you posted after you delivered, and I think this happens to so many people that, you know, I didn't make an, and it's okay. Like yeah. stop letting people tell you that there's something wrong with you. If you can't go natural, if you can't breastfeed, if you can't do these things. Yeah. Um, that was a great, I mean, I remember it was a really long post, but I remember that post and I thought that was yeah. so great because when like, someone needs to hear that. A healthy mom, healthy baby was goal number one. Goal number two is if I went natural, cause I, in my brain, I was like, I can do this. I've run marathons. I've been out there for six plus hours at a time. Like I've got the mental endurance to do this. But then you add in medication, you add in Pitocin, <laughs> labor in a bag, mm -hmm. and it's a whole, obviously, I don't know it any other way, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it's a whole nother ball game at that point. And it just depends. You know what? I Ooh. had two epidurals and court, one was natural and one was pretty much natural because like, she was like, as soon as she just wouldn't go through the canal. And as soon as they gave me something that it relaxed, she was out. So I went through the whole labor, yes. but they all came out healthy and strong. Yeah. They all are in great shape and health right now. So it's really, like you said, about healthy 
baby. And I thought it was great that the we took Bradley method birth classes. So that's like I did too. post childbirth, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it encourages natural birth that our instructor specifically was very much like healthy mom, healthy baby, if you and really went over if you need a C-section, this is what this looks like. These are the options that you have. These are the choices that you have. You have a voice in this. And I felt and her goal was as long as you feel empowered in that room that you've made the best choices for that's you. Really so like I went in with the intention to breastfeed and we started off that way, but oof, what? <laughs> I just very quickly and on, and for us, that actually worked better, I think, because mm -hmm. she was on a predictable schedule. He could feed her in the middle of the night and I stay sleeping and then I would get up later and he could stay asleep because I knew when you know It's different with every kid. My yeah. first one, breastfed, could breastfed till the moon came home. The second one, uh, no, that did not work out at all between the two of us. And he's like, you know, my easiest going child. But when he was a baby, no, mm -mm. we had to get for I One day Derwin came on, I'm like, get some formula. This child is, no, he is not acting right. So it's just, it's all different. You do what works for you and you don't worry about anybody else. Yeah. And luckily I've, I'm an overproducer and I've been able to donate around 1600 I saw that. And you know, and I hate, I hate pumping. It's the worst, but I've been able to do something else good. Again, how can I serve with what I'm doing? Like that's kept me motivated too. So. We're so close, nine months, almost 10 months old. <laughs> We're oh so close God. to the end, but luckily, yeah. So I guess just find the little things, no matter what you're doing, that's how can I serve other people? I've been able to give back and, and donate to a milk bank to help little, little preemie babies and my girls fed and happy and we're all sleeping and that's what matters. Like, you know, everybody's yeah. good. What are your three non-negotiables for life? Three non-negotiables, that's a good one. Um, I think daily movement somehow of my body. I am not in a good headspace unless I've had, I'm, I'm a morning worker outer for the most part. Daily movement and uh, non-negotiable number two is coffee before and after <laughs> oh, yes. daily movement. That's why we're friends, that's why. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think just um, taking some time to just step back, step away, like, I, I, I kind of have said, like, if my business wasn't social media based, I would turn my phone off for a whole year. Like, I would delete Facebook, I would delete it, the whole thing, and step back and just look, look around you, open your eyes, put your phone down for a minute, you know, take it all in every day, Roar and I, it's part of my daily movement is I put on an audible, I turn my phone on airplane mode, and we take a walk. Like, <laughs> I, I that's need awesome. that is that that's disconnect. such great advice. That yeah. is such great advice. I'm Especially, so bad about that. It is. It's hard. It's hard. And I'm like, I've had Facebook for half my life. Like, that is insane to think about, that it's so ingrained in my everyday, wow. and it is. Um, and it's hard. And it's hard for me to separate. Like, we, we, we like to go on cruises, and when we don't get Wi-Fi, we don't mm -hmm. pay for it. So, like, it's been a week without my phone on a ship. So the second I can yep. turn it on, we're, like, sucked back in like zombies. Yeah. And, I, I, hate and I hate that. I hate when I get to the port, and I'm like... What did I, you know, what did I miss? Like, I'm like, oh my, I hate when I do that. Cause I'm like, I spent a whole week and I got to be with the person I love and around the people, I, you know, spend that time yeah. away from it. It bothered me one bit. And now as soon as I get to it, I'm like, yep. Those are great. Those are really great. And you know, I, I agree with all of those 100%. Cause I definitely got to have my body movement. I got to have my, at least one cup of coffee, at least one, at least, at least. Um, And then just taking time away to really yeah, at least back. 30 minutes a day too. 
And sometimes those, all those things overlap and sometimes they don't, and sometimes they don't happen every day, even if I wish they, they did. Never the coffee, the coffee is every day. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> My Nespresso is coming. We're gonna drive to the beach here in a few weeks, hopefully. Hopefully we'll still be able to do that. And uh, my Nespresso is coming with me, so. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I don't blame you, but we just started using, a, we use a, a, a French press. That's all mm. we use, French press. And so, so portable, so awesome. Yeah. I, whenever I travel now, I can always take my French press. That's <laughs> That's really right. You can pack that up. <laughs> yep. Well, Lindsay, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can shop with you, and yeah. maybe even if they're in local area, I might go to Orange Theory. Who knows? You might catch me mm -hmm. there. Where they can yes. catch you at Orange Theory. <laughs> yes, I'm at Orange Theory, Fairfield Township. So if you're familiar with our area, Bridgewater Falls, 129 area. Um, my website is www.thecsueshop.com. Facebook, I have a business page and a community closed group, The Sisu Shop. You can search for that. Um, I also have an app. So on um, Android, on the, on, uh, the Google Play, or uh, via iOS, Apple, on the App Store, you can find The Sisu Shop, my app. And also, anybody checking this out, if you use code SWEETLIFE, all one word, all caps, you get 15% off your first purchase. What? You get a code. You get a code. You're legit. I'm going to post that after this when I repost this. Definitely going to post that. I'm going to go shop. <laughs> I got some cute stuff in this week. Oh, cool. I've gotten some really cute things in your shop, though. Like, of course, like I grabbed my mug, which I really love. I take this every when I was working, when I was working <laughs> at work. This was like my mug every morning. <laughs> and the best thing about our shop, not only do we give back a dollar for every item that's sold, but I carry small through everything comes to at least size extra large, if not three X. Like that's a, that's a non-negotiable in my business is that I have been every size and I hated when I couldn't go into a store because nothing fit there. And that doesn't happen here. So we carry denim up to a size 24 all the way to us from a size one to a 24 and small to three X in the majority of what we sell. So that way everyone is welcome, no matter what you look like. That's not important here. What's important is that you find something that fits and that you love. So I love it. Lindsay, thank you so much. This has Thanks been so good. Me. I can't wait to repost it. Don't forget to go over to the Sisu, Sisu, Sisu shop. I can't get that Sisu shop, right? Sisu. S-I-S-U. I'm yes. Sisu shop and shop Lindsay and sweet life is the code to get 15% off. I can't wait to go over and check out what's over there. Cause I know there's something I can use. Of course. And we ship like same or next day. So better than Amazon. Awesome. Yeah. No, every time I bought something from me, I'm like, gosh, it's already here. Like, did she drop it off at my front door? <laughs> that customer service, man. That's what it's all about. Who taught me that? <laughs> we serve people by getting them their stuff fast. I love it. Lindsay, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And we'll keep in contact. You guys head over to the Sisu shop. Shop with Lindsay. Use the code SWEETLIFE in all caps and get your 15% off. I'll be shopping right after this. So <laughs> I love a good discount. Lindsay, you take care. And Me too. You know what? I'm really excited to see where we might be together again talking because the way your life keeps evolving like I don't know where life's gonna take you so me neither <laughs> yeah so I will we'll probably be together again and it'll be a whole nother situation that you are talking about and something great and new that you're doing so I I really appreciate you thank you 
so much for taking time out. Um, and I'm glad we were able to catch you. Yes. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to take a walk now before bath night. Bath All right. Well, go here. get your walk in because, yep, we're getting ready to have a sunset here. Love you, girl. You too. See ya. Bye-bye. I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, if you, if it touched you or, you know, any way it helped you, please share it. Please send that out into the world. I want to help so many people and in the spirit of my mom and her passing and all that she did for people on this earth, I want to do the exact same thing. So have a blessed week and I'll catch you next week. Marketplaces. So we sold fudge and kids activities and candy and loungewear. We found some loungewear, you know, some clothing, but it was mostly stuff, tangibles, uh, disposable goods. Can't, you know, I mean, like a lot of people aren't going to get to go on their normal vacation this year and people go yeah. to the beaches and they go to the shore and what do they want? Saltwater taffy and fudge, right? Like they go into all these cute shops. I found that and I brought that to people in my shop. So uh, luckily stuff like that exists. I brought pretzels and candy. I mean, just all kinds of uh, puzzles for kids. Um, I found, you know, and, and just all kinds of stuff, purses and backpacks and, and blankets and just cozy stuff that people oh, need yeah. to get through this. Right. Cause so, and also for me to keep showing up, like right. everybody was so, and still is so sick of watching the news. It's so sad and depressed. So, so showing up on Facebook live, showing up on Instagram, at, and giving people a distraction was welcomed. And I actually, yeah. you know, I'm live every week on Monday night in my shop. My viewership was actually the highest it had ever been. Um, you know, people, people were, you know, had lost jobs and, and things, but I, I, again, you gotta look at your ideal client base and, and my ideal client base and a lot of people that shop with me were not the people that necessarily lost jobs. So I was afraid of that. I was afraid to put that out there, but when you think about it, those weren't the people I was serving anyways. So not that I didn't feel bad for those people or weren't thinking of those people, but those just weren't the people that were shopping with me. So luckily I was kind of able to pivot and just really think back to my core values of how can I serve people and figure out a way to do it. And it luckily got us through the last couple of months. So that's awesome. And that, you know what, and that's such a good point because I think um, I didn't, you know, personally wasn't affected as much because and my job is an essential job. So, you know, I, I did not have any job issues. And as far as my business, like kind of encourage people and give them resources. It was a little challenge because I know everybody was like struggling with the tangible things, mm -hmm. um, you know, with those things. So the fact that you could pivot and change from one focus to another is genius and to give people what they needed. And yeah. I love what you say about business, about giving, we're there to serve. And that's exactly when God gave us gifts, like he gave you gifts of being a businesswoman and, you know, being passionate about so many things and being motivated and being driven, but you use that to serve. Um, and that's, that's exactly why, that's what most people need to hear because people go into businesses and they do it for money and not service. Yeah. Which and, pays the bills, right? I guess, but but you can't have one without the other. I don't think, right. I really don't think so. 